Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Hello and welcome to the COB for a Monday, the beginning of a brand new trading week, uh, jam-packed week, it's got to be said, certainly on the data front. Uh, Andrew joined by Carl. Carl, hope you had a good weekend. I had a lovely weekend, uh, despite the fact that I had to work my way through airports on, on two occasions. One wasn't too bad, so I'll have to say that much. That always makes it a good weekend, but um, otherwise, very well, and I saw some sunshine, so how good's that? It's, I'm just... I, I was interested to see over the weekend just the pylon with Qantas at the moment. It's quite something to be seen, isn't it? Now, I actually haven't flown with them for a while, but certainly anecdotally, uh, there are really uh, horror stories coming through just about the delays and the like. Um, obviously, yeah. that's a reflection of what's going on more broadly, I guess, uh, you know, across the economy at the moment, certainly with a shortage of workers. But uh, Yeah, I covered it off in my view today, actually. Yeah, so right. I was, I, it's I was a slow, slow Monday, and I want to keep my powder dry uh, for, for all the big stuff at the end of the week. But um, yeah, I had one flight delayed on Friday night because uh, a flight attendant jammed a belt into a door and we were on, on, on the tarmac for an hour and a half. But, you know, actually yesterday I had a great flight. So credit where credit's due. But yeah, like going in there, people are just angry. There's, you know, my flight was del- uh, cancelled on uh, Sunday. So um, yeah, I mean, it's it's hard to have too much nice to say, other than the fact that the workers and the people, they're obviously trying their best and uh, credit credit to them in difficult circumstances. It's all a part of our winter of discontent at the moment, isn't it? With that uh, combined with where inflation is going, the cost of living is just extraordinary mm. at the moment. So the sooner we break out of this winter, the better. Yeah. Um, all right, so let's take a look at what happened uh, today uh, and looks as though we're sort of closing fairly flat. Mm. Is it fair to say, do you think, that uh, investors are waiting for that key data we're going to get later in the week, You know, particularly given the uh, the move from the Fed. Yeah, I mean, it's a pretty pretty listless little Monday, isn't it? I'm just looking at my chart, intraday chart. Now we've moved, you know, basically 25 points the whole day and it's just been a grind. So clearly not much happening in the market, not much to discount. It was kind of interesting because we did have a pretty, you know, clear, bearish-ish, if that's a term, leave from Wall Street. It was uh, nasty on the data front, nasty on the earnings front. So, I mean, we haven't seen any kind of follow-through from that, but... I mean, if there's any any story that you could tell today, it's that we're staring down the barrel of a big week in U.S. earnings, uh, pick up in local earnings, a big macro week locally, and even a, an even bigger macro week overseas. So, you know, you couldn't blame investors for s- sitting on the sidelines. I think. Yeah, because as well as that Fed decision, we've also got that key inflation read this week as well locally. Yeah. Uh, resources they received a, a bump today. I guess that was a broader reflection of what's going on with those prices at the moment, iron ore uh, lifted considerably. Yeah. I mean, again, there's so much chop in that space, but we had a really great discussion today uh, with Raymond Chan, who sort of spoke a little bit about the sector and BHP specifically. Um, And, you know, a lot of the analysts I talked to were suggesting that, you know, if you're looking for a a longer term play and you can wear, you know, obviously the volatility in the short term that some of these, um, you know, the iron ore majors are looking 
reasonably attractively valued at, at this level. I think you know you got BHP for example at thirty six, thirty seven bucks still. So they were leading uh, the market high. Had an interesting mix actually too, um, because I think you know the big story on Friday night was a drop in long long rates on growth concerns. So we did see that I think playing through our market a little bit with utilities and REITs uh, performing well. But flip side of the coin, interestingly, those sort of growthy names in the market, IT stocks down, healthcare down. So I think that was sort of the tail of the tape today. Yeah, also got quite a bit of production guidance too from uh, from various mm. companies. Uh, the hits and the misses; those misses are being punished by the market at the moment. Not surprisingly, uh, just as far as production is concerned, we also had an update there too from uh, Flight Center. Uh, we were beginning with uh, with the travel sector there. Um, it's uh, saying its losses should be smaller than uh, than initially forecast, so that received a bit of a bump at the same time. Elsewhere in the on the corporate front, uh, GenX, those shares, uh, a huge jump there, up more than uh, 40%. That's off the back of uh, news that um, Scott uh, Farquhar's uh, investment um, uh, vehicle, Skip, uh, he and his wife, Kim Jackson, um, that they're uh, looking at uh, taking over uh, Genix, taking it private. Right. Yeah. So that uh, funding confirmed uh, in, the, in the famous words of uh, the mercurial Mr. Musk there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Hopefully a little bit more credible. Indeed. Elsewhere, uh, well, in fact, look, we, of course, we had our. Uh, uh, the call today, as we usually do. Uh, today, we heard from uh, Gaurav Sodi from Intelligent Investor and uh, Luke Winchester from Merriweather Capital. Stock of the day was Money Me. Uh, shares there up for more than uh, 10%. Um, that's after uh, it said its uh, 22 revenue increased 138%. Uh, strong result. So let's have a listen to uh, what both Gaurav and Luke think of Money Me. Yeah, so every time these guys put an announcement, the results are sensational. This is a really, um, you know, one of the qualities I look for in a business is something called hustle. It's, it's the um, uh, management's ability to make something happen, yeah. to do something better than their peers. It's a little aggro that the company has that just that pushes them um, to do more. And it's not something you can measure easily. It's not something you can replicate. It's not something that shows up on the balance sheet. Yeah. But over time, it's everything. The main thing I note for this business is there's very little equity backing that loan book. And mm. I think that's the main risk to it is it, mm. it, it requires flawless execu- execution because yes. it's so heavily leveraged, um, you know, to the point where, as Gaurav points out, $1.4 billion loan book, and I've just brought it up, only $22 million equity. So, <laughs> Which is extraordinary for the returns. That's right. That's yeah. right. So as equity investors, yeah. your, your returns are insanely juiced up. All right. So that is the view for both Gaurav and Luke in regards to Money Me. Uh, I should also note, um, Kyle, we also heard an update from uh, from EML. It, uh, mm. it was smashed again today. Uh, once again, it's what's going on in Ireland with those regulatory overhang. Yeah, I mean, um, I was talking to Claude Walker about this one today and he gave a really sort of strong view as to Really, we don't have enough information about the situation to sort of adequately discount it and understand how it's going to affect the company. I wouldn't want to put words in Claw's mouth, but that's what I kind of took away from it. So I'm just having having a look at the chart now as we speak, and we're about an hour, a little less than an hour from the, the close as we record this, and down 22%. So it's just gone from bad to worse for, mm. for a company like that. It really does. I mean... There's what happens in the share price and what happens as far as investor sentiment towards the stock and what happens within a, within a company. So I can only speak, obviously, from 
the outside, just like you know the rest of us, but it really does seem like the wheels are sort of coming off a little bit. We also took a deep dive into crypto today with Carl Capolingo, uh with the cracking crypto, just taking a look at those charts as Carl does, uh, specifically Bitcoin and Ethereum. Ethereum's had a huge bump. Certainly last week it appreciated around 50%, uh, Bitcoin less so. Um, really interesting. It's worthwhile having a listen to, to Carl just rethinks because long term he's fairly negative, but he does see some green shoots emerging in that space. He also took a look at um, three or four altcoins that he found really uh, interesting too to see what's going on in the charts there. So as I said, if you're interested, if you're willing to dip your toe in there, take that risk. Yeah. Perhaps invest as much as you're prepared to lose. Yeah, There's just no, your pun- you're you're punting, punting money in your portfolio, just uh, yeah. the, the silly, the fun stuff. You know, stuff you want to see you get turned, you know, either into nothing or go up a thousand X or whatever. But. All right. So um, as we began there, this week is all really about what's going on with that, uh, the big data and uh, what's playing out in the macro world this week. Um, so, Kyle, what are you looking forward to uh, later in the week? Oh, mate, it's going to be huge. Um, I love those Thursday mornings that come around normally once a quarter and it always happens. We get a Fed decision and then like an Apple and an Amazon and all these other companies reporting on the same day and you've got to try and digest it over here at 6 a.m. our time or 7 a.m. our time or whatever. So that's going to be absolutely massive You know, on the earnings front as well. I think it's, you know, we've got five companies that make up 20% of the S&P 500. So it's going to be absolutely epic. But then, you know, of course, too, the, the, the big thing is how policy is going to be set this week. Um, Fed's probably going to move 75. Had that poor PMI survey out on Friday night that suggests that the economy is slowing down at quite a clip. Um, and we also have PCE index data and GDP figure that might confirm two quarters of negative growth in the United States. Um, and that's just stateside. So um, we're just going to be absolutely smacked from all corners, I think, by the end of the week. So it'll be very interesting to see whether that translates into to additional volatility in a market as well that, of course, you know, in the US has picked up a bit in the last week or so. Yeah, as you say, we're getting uh, those earnings results coming thick and fast out of the States at the moment with a lot of heavy hitters this week. And it's beginning to ramp up locally as well. A uh, really mm. good indication, particularly... Clearly, we're going to be looking at guidance uh, in the the current uh, economic situation just to see how these companies are faring. And I guess that uh, gives us a clue as to what's going on with uh, consumer behaviour at the moment and how that's likely to affect uh, earnings going forward. Yeah, I mean, couldn't give much of an insight as to what's going to actually um, come out. But I think everyone we speak to is just saying it's all about the outlook and we're kind of at a turn in the cycle now. So all that sort of backward-looking data and the solid results, you know, they'll be wonderful again if you, you, you're you holding, you know, exposure to, to, to a particular company and you're looking forward to a dividend or whatever. But for investors who are trying to price in the future, um, we're at a definitive turning point, like you said. What's what's the consumer doing? You know, what's, uh, what's, what's the... Um, rising costs doing to margins, all those sorts of issues, um, they're going to be really, really cleverly watched. All right. We'll be right across it again tomorrow. Meanwhile, have a great evening. Yeah. Cheers, Andrew. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. 
Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.